Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. Hello, everyone, and thanks for coming and checking out the second episode of The Last Squatch. Uh, we've got um, a special treat today. On today's episode, we are going to have our first ever guest. Uh, we're going to have Mr. Stephen Major from Extreme Expeditions Northwest. He's going to come on and he's going to talk to us about the upcoming 2019 Spokane Valley Sasquatch Roundup. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit with him about that today, but uh, before we get to that, <clears throat> I wanted to be sure and mention we've got some breaking news from the Roundup. Um, before the interview was recorded, we didn't uh, have the speaker confirmed, but uh, since it's been recorded, we, we actually got confirmation that the speaker's going to be there. So I wanted to go ahead and uh, put this out there for you guys that uh, Mr. Ken Rainbow Cougar Edwards a member of the Coville Confederated Tribe from Washington State is going to be a featured speaker at the Roundup. Uh, he's an artist, a s- storyteller, and oral historian. Uh, he's going to be speaking about uh, Bigfoot and Sasquatch and Native American culture. And uh, that's going to be just uh, a fantastic time. It's going to be great. Uh, it's not too often at these kind of events that you get a real Native American uh perspective on these this phenomenon so that's going to be a really cool treat for anybody that comes to the roundup uh also uh, adam davies world explorer amy boo uh, ohio bigfooter <clears throat> and founder of the project zoo book um, i'm going to be there i'm going to be talking about port chatham uh it's it's going to be a, a really great day it's going to be an awesome uh get together so uh without further ado uh, i'm gonna get into the interview here with steven so uh, I hope you guys enjoy it and uh, stick around after the interview. Uh, I'll have a couple more things uh, for you after that. And uh, enjoy. All right, Stephen, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Well, hey, thanks a lot for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. So uh, I'd just like to have you on here and just talk a little bit about the the 2019 Spokane Valley Sasquatch Roundup. Uh, What's going on with that? Oh, you betcha, man. Uh, The second annual Spokane Valley Washington Sasquatch Roundup. That's our uh, premier event that uh, Extreme Expeditions Northwest is putting on here in Spokane Valley. That's coming up on August 31st, uh, Saturday, here in Spokane Valley at the uh, Event Center. It's going to be a great get-together. We've got uh, some wonderful speakers. We've got uh, Adam Davis, um, Amy Boo from the uh, co-founder of the Zoo Book Project, um, and a number of other people coming to speak at the event. Excellent. Adam Davies, he's uh, he's pretty well-known. He's a, a, like a modern-day Indiana Jones, is he not? Man, he is. I'll tell you, Adam Davis, world explorer. I really like that guy, and I've had the pleasure of doing a number of things with him. Um he actually uh, came with me on the uh, first recon that we did of Port Chatham, Alaska in June of 2018, where him and I went out there uh, and spent two days camping out there just for the original recon of it. But uh, he likes to do some adventurous stuff. I always look forward to hearing 
from him, and uh, he's been doing a number of, number of things this year, too. He's been to Florida a couple of times on some investigations, and uh, he has some other things to talk about as well this year. Excellent. And I've uh, spent a little bit of time with Amy Boo in the field. Uh, I think uh, we're probably going to have some really great stuff coming from her. I know she's based out of Ohio, does a lot of work around uh, Ohio and uh, Pennsylvania and the Alleghenies. So uh, I think we're going to see some great stuff from her. Well, I'll tell you, I've never met Amy, but I am very excited to have her at the event. Um, I think it, it's going to be wonderful. She It's hard to keep track of everything that she's doing. She is definitely all over the place. I, you know, I follow her on Facebook. She's been out doing things in Ohio. She's been in Pennsylvania, and uh, I guess recently she was out here at uh, Mount Hood for uh, on a on a deal for a week. But uh, looking to hear some uh, things that she's been doing because she's been all over the fl- place so far and uh, doing a lot of investigations. And uh, they've actually come up with some pretty good stuff. I saw some tracks and imprints that they. Uh, posted on facebook so we're looking forward to hearing from her yeah i believe she's uh, done some work with the olympic project and uh the the nests that were found in in washington there hopefully uh, we can pick her brain on that a little bit yeah yeah looking forward to it and uh of course uh i'll be speaking and i'll be uh talking a little bit about port chatham about the history of port chatham and uh i think this is a good opportunity to to let people know that uh you know, during my presentation, they're going to be able to see some some photos and videos of Port Chatham, and that's not easy to come by. <laughs> well, no, it's not. No, it's not. You know, and, and I don't know um, how many people have seen the film uh, that we did last September in search of the Port Chatham Harry Man, but I will say this. If you have an interest in uh, getting a good ground view of what it looks like in Port Chatham, Alaska, the film contains a lot of wonderful footage, both on the ground and uh and some just phenomenal drone footage as well and you know that footage that's in the film that you know that's never never seen before stuff i mean that is we were the first people to go out there and uh spend a significant time on the ground actually investigating the area so uh for any of you listeners there that have an interest in uh seeing what it's like up there in port chatham alaska that's the film to check out yeah i've mentioned uh on the show already that uh you know even though i only live about 40 miles from port chatham uh, it's it's pretty difficult for me to get there. Uh, I would basically have to rent a, a, a large boat uh, at the cost of uh, two or three grand a day to, to take me there. And, um, you know, for somebody that doesn't live in Alaska, that cost would be even more exorbitant because they have to pay for the price to get up here. So uh, in, any kind, anything that can get you a peek at Port Chatham uh, for under the cost of a plane ticket uh, and a boat ride uh, is probably well worth it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about it, you know, the, the history of the place is absolutely fascinating. And and people don't realize, even though, it, you know, it sounds like 40 miles from Homer is a short distance to go, but you're talking Alaska, you know, and you're talking the Kenai Peninsula. And, and just to get out there, well, heck, it, you know, it's, it's hazardous to get out there uh, a lot of the time, so you can't always fly out there, but... The only other way you're going to get out there is you're going to have to go out there by boat, which is extremely expensive. And so it, it, it's amazing just how difficult it can be to go what seems to be a short distance, but you have no roads. You you know you, you're very limited on how you can get out there. Plus, you've got uh, uncertain weather conditions as you, you know as we experienced this last trip up there. You know it can be very dangerous and hazardous to get out there to begin with. Then when you get on the ground there, if you're going to be poking around, you have the potentiality of running into the hairy man. Or, 
all the bears you have out there. You know, it's it, it, it's very dangerous environment, not only because of the weather, but also of the wildlife that you have in the area, and uh, you know, just the overall difficulty and, and, and safety issues you have with being out there. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, little anecdotes about Alaska. There's a there's a cartoon series called Tundra, and that uh, shows a little tour bus pulled up, and people are t- like coming out of the tour bus and taking pictures. They're walking right up to bears and taking pictures. And it says, uh, Alaska, step out of the bus and into the food chain. <laughs> well, no, that, that's about it. You know, I get these news, news feeds from Alaska, right? And uh, it's like every other day you've got uh, either a moose coming into town and walking into a building, or you've got someone being chased by a bear, chased by a moose, or bears coming into town, or, you know, some disappearances attributed to who knows what but alaska is definitely an interesting place that's for sure yeah do you do you have any uh you have any plans on coming back someday you know yeah i do i i I, there's so much in alaska that 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 i want to see i mean i'm just enamored with the place you know after my the first trip i ever made up there was in june of 2018 when me and adam davis came up there to do the uh initial recon of Port Chatham, and I got a good glimpse of it, you know, we, we, we flew to Anchorage, and then uh, purposely, because I wanted to drive the Kenai down to Homer just to get a look at the country, and uh, I'll tell you, I'm just absolutely enthralled with it, I mean, to, you feel, when you're, to me, you know, once you get out of Anchorage, and you get on the highway, and you're going down there, man, you feel like you're on the last frontier, I mean, you feel like you are in the middle of the wilderness, and the expanse of it all, and stuff, but yeah, I, I definitely want to get back there. But I, I really don't think that I'm coming. That my purpose in coming back there would would be to go to Port Chatham, Alaska. And I would like to check out some of the other country for sure. Yeah, I'll uh, <clears throat> tell you a quick little aside here. I had some family come up um, a couple of weeks ago from Florida. They came up on a cruise, and they'd never been here before. And they wanted me to pick them up in Seward and take them to Anchorage. Well, I picked them up in uh, Seward. And we were leaving Seward, and they saw the sign, the little sign that said uh, Anchorage, like 150 miles away. <laughs> and uh, the, my cousin's wife is like, I thought I thought Anchorage would just be like an hour away. And I'm like, no, nothing in Alaska is an hour away. <laughs> no, it, th- that's the thing about it. I mean, no, it's great distance between between everything. And you don't have, any, I mean, what do you got? You got Fairbanks, and then you have Anchorage, and then you probably have a few other cities, but... I mean, you can just drive for hours and hours and hours and, and see almost nothing, you know, the expanse of that country. And I was listening to your podcast the other day, and I didn't know that. You, you had mentioned something in there about when the tide goes out, Alaska increases by the size of Texas. And, I mean, I had to think about that for a minute. But it's when you – I don't think a lot of people realize just how big Alaska is until you look at it and then you try to do an overlay. It's, it's practically the, the size, a third of the size of the whole United States. Oh, and yeah. A person could spend a lifetime exploring that. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, just here on the Kenai Peninsula, you could, you could insert by Port Chatham and probably walk the rest of your life and never see another human being. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got to say, you know, and the second time I came up there, I, I, I flew on that little little airline, uh, Raven Air. I wanted, I, you know, I'd driven the Kenai, and, and I liked that, and so I wanted to get a look at what it would be like from the air. So I, I got on Raven Airline, and, and we flew, and as we got up and we started heading, you know, heading west, you know, on our way to Homer, man, you're just looking out that window, 
and all you see is nothing but expanse and that's it i mean it's just like it's like you could get you could just start heading across that tundra and the wilderness and you could just go forever and man it really put things in perspective and amazingly every now and then you would see a little cabin every now and then and you're like what is that guy doing out there who lives out there what is that yeah a lot of those uh, little cabins like that are actually like hunting camp camps and they're not uh, occupied all year it's just places where people will go around hunting season i know some of my coworkers have uh, have a moose camp where they go during moose season and uh they don't uh, they don't live there all the time it's just uh kind of a you know hunting season or uh, yeah. you know maybe a something to, a place to go in the summertime or something like that but a lot of the more re- remote cabins like that uh, aren't occupied all all year but uh, any, I, I forgot to ask you, uh, we were talking about the Roundup. Um, there's going to be a VIP dinner, is that correct? Yeah, here's what we got going on. Okay, the, the, the Roundup, it's a one-day event. Um, it, it started, those, the doors open at, at 9 o'clock. And uh, from 9, 9 to 3, we have our speakers doing their presentations and stuff. And then, this is my favorite part of the event, actually, is I like listening to everybody, but... We have, uh, we're going to have a, a town hall from 3 to 5 where people can share their experiences uh, with Bigfoot and, you know, um, local sightings and things like that. I really, really love hearing from other people that have an interest that, that you know, can have an opportunity to share about their encounters. Because I will tell you this, I live in Spokane Valley, Washington, and I've been here for 15 years. And until we did the last, the first roundup last year, you know, we have people coming from, all over um, in in eastern Washington and stuff. I had no idea that the the, the depth and the amount of Bigfoot sightings and encounters just here in in, in northeastern Washington. And I loved hearing stories and stuff like that, which really piqued my interest because before that I didn't know that. So anyways, we've got that going on. And then uh, afterwards, we were having a VIP dinner that's hosted by Adam Davis, World Explorer. And that's an opportunity for guests to come and, 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 and meet Adam and you and the other speakers there. And we have a little show, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of interaction and a nice dinner and, and a show. And everybody can, you know, hang out with the VIPs and uh, meet the speakers and, and be social. But it's it's a really good time. Yeah, sounds like it's going to be great. And uh, there's going to be some filming going on for a documentary at the Roundup? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Here's what we're doing. I, you know, after after our after releasing In Search of the Poor Cat, I'm Harry Man. I actually had a bucket list of films that I wanted to do, and uh, I had to put the one on the back burner. But what we're going to be doing is we're going, you know, we've got the roundup event going on, and then after the roundup event, we're going to be doing a, a four day uh, Bigfoot research expedition up into the wilderness here up in Stevens County, um, into an area where there's been a lot of active sightings and uh, evidence and things over the last couple of years. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna be shooting a film, which is gonna include uh, the Roundup as well, which is gonna be a first in a series of films that we're doing about Bigfoot here in the Inland Northwest. So we're very excited about that. But yeah, the Roundup is gonna be part of the film. Wow, that's- one of the things that we would like um, is it, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that's a pretty unique opportunity for uh, people attending the roundup to be a part of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I've kind of put the word out a little bit, but you know, to your listeners out there, if you're coming to the roundup, we we want to include in the film 
um, if, if people are open to it, we, we would like to be able to interview some people uh, at the Roundup that have had an encounter or some type of experience with Bigfoot here in the Inland Northwest. Um, we'd really, really like to have that. So if, if, you're, if you've got an encounter story that's compelling or something related to, to Bigfoot here in the Inland Northwest, we'd certainly love to have you, and hopefully we can get your get get you to be an interview in the film. So it's a great opportunity for that as well. Yeah, that's uh, it. Sounds very exciting, and uh, it's a unique opportunity for for people to uh, come forward with their sightings. Do you think uh, maybe there might be some apprehension about wanting to be filmed uh, on their site? Are you are you going to be able to um, submit your encounter anonymously? Well, you know, no, we don't want to do that. And I will tell you this, and that's a very good question because you've probably found this out, and I think probably most other investigators have. You know, there's a there's a lot more people that have had encounters with a Bigfoot and the evidence of Bigfoot, and and they they're they're very apprehensive about putting their face and their name out there um, to tell their story. You know, because they're afraid of being subject to ridicule or things like that. So I get a lot of anonymous reports by email and occasionally I'll get some phone calls and they're in confidence. Um, but I would really, really like, you know, I really, it is my hope that we'll get some people at the roundup that, that will be open to having their name and their face and to be able to tell their story, you know, in, in a public format. So I, I hope some will do that, but, but most do have reservations about that. Yeah. And that, that's the reason why I asked that is because uh, I've run into that here recently with some people that, they want to talk about their encounters, but they don't really want to um, get their name uh, out there. They don't really yeah. even want to uh, even want their encounter posted. They just want to talk about it, and uh, it's it's kind of the same thing up here in Alaska. We get a lot of a lot more is going on than what's reported. Oh yeah, I've I been people have been telling me some just incredible and amazing stories um, just here in northeastern Washington that have occurred very, very recently. Like I've had in the last roughly 18 months, I've had four people come forward and describe an encounter that they had in the same area down here, just uh, west of Spokane along the Spokane river in a specific area there. And there are four people that were there during differing times that don't know each other. They're unrelated. that had an encounter an area there and, 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 and none of these people are willing to come forward and tell it publicly, which is a disappointment to me because there's some really good story. Yeah. That's, it's a shame that uh, you run into that with, with yeah. uh, Bigfoot research, you know, there's that stigma behind, you know, the reporting and people don't want to be thought, uh, you know, <laughs> they want to yeah. be made fun of. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 I just, I think that, uh, that stigma will go away after a while, and I hope that it does, because they're very, very helpful. Because you know, there's particular areas that we're going to be going into uh, after the roundup to shoot this film are in areas that are you know have well, you know, we have a wealth of documented sightings, encounters, and evidence and stuff. And, and the more people that do come forward, the, the more helpful it is to us in, in, in knowing which locations and places to go that will allow us an opportunity to maybe get that definitive proof that we're looking for ultimately. Yeah. So uh, your your documentary that you're working on for the roundup and the uh, expedition afterwards, uh, do you have a ETA on the release on that? Yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of holding off until um, like February of 2020 on that because I, I don't want to throw out 
I don't, you don't want, you don't, with doing these films, I want them to be good and, and I want them to be, uh, you know, of high quality. And so we, we want to take adequate time like we did with the last one to make sure that we put together a quality film that, that covers all the things that we'd like to. And I, I don't want to just, you know, start inundating, um, inundating folks with you know film after film after film after film so right now we're looking at uh release date you know probably february of 2020 uh for this particular one excellent um so we've mentioned it a couple of times uh while we've been talking here but we haven't really gone into a whole lot of detail about it uh tell the listeners about the uh the film in search of the port chatham harry man tell them where they can uh take a look at that yeah in Search of the Poor Chatham Hairy Man it is our first documentary film that we did, and uh, that was the film was about our September of 2018 uh, really official expedition into Port Chatham, Alaska, in search of evidence of the Hairy Man. Um, it's a feature-length documentary film. It was put together uh, and filmed by Josiah Martin of Martin Media, and I think he did an absolutely fabulous job on that. Um, if nothing else, the, the cinematography is just beautiful. I, I just love it. He, he did a really good job with it. It's 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 a serious film. Um, you know, there's no fake drama in there. But, you know, everything that we try to do film-wise, um, you know, we want it to be true and authentic and, and, and show the realism of what it's like to be out there. Um, the film, we released that in April of this last year, and it's now available on Vimeo, and it's also available on Amazon. And we do have a limited edition uh, DVDs on Blu-ray that you can purchase and whatnot. But I think it's a wonderful film um, and hope that you can check it out and love to hear from you on that. But if you're interested in the history of Port Chatham, the story, and you'd like to get a realistic view of what it's like up there, please check out the film. I don't think you'll be uh, disappointed. Yeah, I think uh, we have something really special up here in Alaska with uh, the story of port chatham and uh, i'm looking forward to eventually i'm going to do an entire episode about it maybe a couple of episodes and uh, haven't really decided maybe try and get some of the people that were born in port chatham uh maybe on the show if they're willing to do that but like we said earlier it's kind of get it's kind of hard to get people to come and talk about that kind of thing especially up here with the the native population uh they have a you lot know, of superstitions around it yeah yeah and i, I will tell you you know and i, and I don't we since since you know I got into the got interested in Port Chatham going all the way back to when we first, me and Adam first went up there uh, in uh, June of 2018. After that, and particularly after the film was released, in search of the Port Chatham Harry Man, oh, I, I've had more people that I can keep track of. A, a large number of folks have reached out to me that um, have ties to the people that used to live in Port Chatham. Now I haven't been able to find anybody that's still alive today that lived in Port Chatham, but I've been in contact with many of their descendants uh, who live in Nanwalik and uh, Port Graham and some, you know, now reside in the Homer area and they were, you know, they, they were children, you know, that, that, that of the people that had fled Port Chatham because most of them did. They went to Port Graham and, and Nanwalik and many of them have reached out to me to share, you know, what they knew about the place, but also, you know, to, get, to give me some warnings about it. But, but one of the things, Miss, is with, this, with Port Chatham and, and the history of it, not only was a place 
uh, known because of the, the hairy man that stalked and, you know, and, and murdered a number of folks and, and basically ran him out of there. But they're, they, they're Port Chatham, Alaska, particularly the Portlock area, the Portlock town site area is also, you know, the other side of the deal is not only hairy man. The other thing is that it's known as a very, very evil place, a haunted place, an evil place. And that there's spirits, evil spirits there and things of that. And you don't hear much about that. Yeah, it would be uh, interesting to to get some insight on that from some of the people that have lived in around that, that area and visited that area. Um, yeah. It, it, oh, dude, let me tell you. I mean, it is, you know, it is very, very real to these people. I mean, they're like... The, the ones that I have had the opportunity to speak with, you know, they won't even go any, they will not go near that place. Even to this day, they will not. I, you know, they, they will fish around the general area, but as far as going into Port Chatham or anywhere, you know, in into the Port Chatham itself, or even anywhere near that Port Lock town site, they will absolutely not go near it. They're, they're absolutely terrified of the place, it, you know, not only because of the, the legends of the hairy man, but because it's, a, it's, it's an evil place to them. Yeah, which, well, which which is I mean it's incredible even after all this time, but that that's the belief they have about it. Well, I, one thing, one claim to fame that we have, Stephen, is that we've been in there twice and survived. <laughs> barely, <laughs> barely, but we survived. <laughs> well, we survived this this last this last trip that we did. Yeah, that that uh, we were lucky. That's all I can say. <laughs> We were lucky to get out of there with our lives, yeah. and 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 that's one of the reasons I'm not too keen on going back there. Well, it seemed like the first time we went, it was us versus Port Chatham, and the second time we went, it was us versus the weather. Yeah, I, <laughs> it, I un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, you know, and I because I thought, what is going on? This is absolutely incredible. Incredible, gale force winds, nonstop rain, um, yeah. unbelievable. Well, it was it was unusual in the in the every time we would gear up to to leave the boat and go ashore, the weather would get noticeably worse. I mean, every single time. I I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, I I don't see how that could be entirely coincidence that every single time we get ready to leave the boat, the weather would get worse. And I made the comment at one point. I said it's almost like something's trying to keep us out of there. And Adam agreed with me. Adam Davies agreed with me. So I, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I will tell you this. Um, if I had to describe it, 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 I would say this. Based, based on the warnings that I had received from people that, you know, were the descendants of folks that lived in Port Chatham and their view on it, and I heard more about that it, it's an evil place than just uh, the hairy man. You know, it, it, there's evil spirits and stuff like that. But I would say that, I 100% believe that uh, I, you know, the spirits of Port Chatham in this particular trip were stirred up to the point that they were going to be, they were going to do everything they could possible to make sure that our trip was an inconvenience and the, the possibility of us losing our lives up there. It, it, it was very real because of the weather, but no, it was odd. It was odd, and I say that because I've been there twice already, and and Port Chatham is generally. A, a shelter known to be a sheltered area and, and, and out of the winds and, and the things that occurred when we were there cannot be explained. I agree. And, you know, I, I don't consider myself somebody that goes into a lot of the um, supernatural explanations for Bigfoot or anything like that. I'm more of a, 
you know, an eight believer, I guess you'd say. And I don't really get that much into the woo, but there is more to that place than meets the eye. Well, it's, you know, it, there, there's something about, there's something about that Portlock, the old Portlock town site that is just dark and ominous and uneasy about it. And you feel it when you're there. When I'm there, I feel that the, the presence of some darkness when I'm there. And I think I think everybody on the team that was in there, we, you know, you felt that when you were in that town. And, you know, this last trip, you know, you, the, these odd, the odd weather conditions and the wind and the howling. and I mean, just that incredible winds that would come out of nowhere every time we tried to get off the main boat into the into the uh, Zodiac to head across there. You know, we got five and six foot swells in Port Chatham. I mean, it was just, you know, it was incredible. But on top of that, you know, I saw some things this last trip that cannot be explained. And and, and it doesn't have anything to do with Bigfoot. You know, I felt yeah. a presence when we were, you know, the difference, the number one difference to this trip out of all the trips that we were there is that we spent, you know, generally we would do a, do a trip, you know, do a, a, re- a recon through the port, the old Portlock town site, and then we would head off in another direction. But this trip, we spent the majority of our time in the old town, which we had never done before. And it was eerie. And, you know, I saw some things that didn't make a lot of sense that I still can't explain. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that there's, there's more to that area than just Bigfoot. Yeah. I, I think I told you about uh, what I what I saw or what I thought I saw too uh, about the same time you had your experience. So, uh, well, well, I think I'm, I'll go into that a little bit during the my presentation at the roundup. But I don't think I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure how comfortable I am giving a full account of that. Well, uh, that's the thing too because yeah. I, I got to tell you, I I still I'm having I'm still having a I'm still trying to process what I saw. And, and, and because it's one of those things, it's it, it's not like it, it's one of those things where you're going, like, what what was that all about? What did I really see? What I saw, and what what was that? And you know, because it's it's it, it, it it's hard for me to make that leap. But I I will tell you, since we since we've been back, I've had some pretty horrific dreams about that incident. And they've been reoccurring, and I don't know if that's my mind still trying to process what I what I saw when I was there or whatever. But you know, it's 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 a little disturbing. So I'm hoping it goes away at some point. So I don't know. Yeah, I I haven't had any of the bad dreams or anything, but um, I definitely got the vibe this time like I haven't got before. Uh, the la- the first time we were there, or me and you were there, I i mean i was having a blast i was just walking around thinking this was the greatest place ever and this last time we went and maybe you know the the ominous weather had something to do with it but i definitely got uh the heebie-jeebies a couple of times this time Um, yeah you know and and it's that experience there realizing that there's more to the story than just bigfoot or hairy man there and i think we really got a, a glimpse of the spirit you know what they're talking about with the evil spirits and things there or whatnot. But you know, after this experience, it's I'm really not. You know, just how how treacherous it was when we were there, and 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 the fact that 
we all, you know, we barely got out of there. I, I'm really not inclined to go back into there at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. After that, I think third time, you know, I've been in and out of there three times, and uh, and I think that's enough. I think this last trip was what was was kind of a you know indication that maybe I should stay out of there. Yeah, I don't know. Like as soon as we got out of there. We had some of the nicest weather here on this part of the peninsula I think I've ever seen. I mean, it was getting in the seventies, but it was almost as soon as as soon as we left Port Chatham, the weather became phenomenal. I know it, that's that's a mind blower of it. But and I, you know, I when we were leaving, I I, I shot a short video, uh, which I posted on our, our YouTube page, and I posted it. Just it's it's a short video, but it's just showing what the weather was like in Port Chatham. The day that the day that we were leaving, and I go back and I watch that, and it's almost unbelievable when you look at the the wind, the white caps. The, I mean, it's just horrible. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that reminds me. When I look at that, it reminds me why I don't want to go back there. So. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just horrendous. So uh, we've talked about the roundup. We've talked about the movie. Uh, is there anything else you wanna you wanna promote while uh, we're on the air here? You know, um, no, I, we have some things going, but I don't want to speak about them prematurely. I'm kind of saving those. Um, the only other thing that I would say is that uh, I hope you check out the, the film In Search of the Port Chatham Hairy Man and uh, do some research on the history of Port Chatham itself because it is very interesting, and I think you're going to see more of it. And then the other thing that I would like to say is that uh, I hope to see you all at the Roundup. So if somebody if somebody wants to go to the roundup, uh, how do they make that happen? Oh, you know that's a great question because I always talk about <laughs> the roundup, but I never tell how you make that happen. Um, if you get on our website, which is www.exnorthwest.com, it has a complete itinerary of the uh, of the roundup, and you can purchase your tickets online. There, there's a little uh, options uh, drop down menu at the bottom that says purchase your tickets there. And you have an option to uh, purchase a ticket for the uh, VIP dinner, which also, you know, is your master pass, your VIP pass for the roundup, which gets you into everything. And then you can also purchase your general admission. And they're also available on Eventbrite. You can also purchase your tickets there. Or you can also show up at the door, but uh, tickets in advance are $10 cheaper than at the door. All right, so it would behoove people to buy uh, buy their tickets early. Is there a, is there a ca- is there a possibility it might sell out? Do you think uh, is there yeah, a cap? Well, you know, there is a possibility that it might sell out, but I don't think that I think that you know the general admission we always make sure that we have extra room, but the VIP dinner is limited, and so there is a good potential that if you don't buy your ticket in the next ten days, that will be sold out because it usually does. Yeah. Okay. So we definitely want to tell the people listening, if they want to make sure they're going to make it to that VIP dinner, they need to buy their tickets in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do that. You will, you'll want to do that. All right. Well, Steven, I appreciate you coming on and uh, talking about the roundup with me. I can't wait to see you, man. I think we're going to have a great time. (laughs) Oh dude, I'm looking forward to having everybody down here again. It'll be great. Looking Uh, forward to it very much. Show you some of the, uh, in the Northwest, man, you'll be impressed. Yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time down there. I'm really looking forward to it. I think uh, I'm going to have to get a lot of photos and videos, and uh, hopefully yeah. we can get some action on our little expedition we're going on. Man, I, I'm telling you what, I'm excited about that. That's for sure. All right, Stephen. Well, if you want to hold on the line there, I'm going to 
take us out, and I'll get with you in just a second. Okay, sounds right. good. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for coming on. You got it. All right, a big thanks to Stephen Major for coming on the show and promoting the Roundup. Uh, I think it's going to be um, a huge success this year. I'm really looking forward to it. We've got some great guests. Uh, I also want to mention the uh, Fairfield Inn and Marriott at uh, Spokane Valley. They're offering a special discount uh, for people attending the Roundup this year. I believe you can go to the event page on Facebook, and there's a link there where you can book your room at the special discounted rate. I'm also sure if you give them a call, uh, they'll be able to uh, hook you up with that special rate. Uh, it's just uh, a nice gesture that uh, Stephen arranged with them uh, to give people that have to travel uh, a choice uh, for a discounted room uh, for the roundup. So uh, definitely check that out if you're planning on coming and spending the night. All right, guys. Otherwise, keep your ears peeled here on the Alaska Watch podcast. Um, we'll be coming probably next episode that drops. Uh, we'll actually have some live audio well it was recorded live i guess some audio from the roundup um hopefully we'll get to speak to some of the speakers there and um maybe uh, put together a little round table show or something with those guys uh time permitting and all that and uh, i'll also uh give a little uh commentary on the roundup as and how it went for those of you that weren't able to make it if you get a chance swing by itunes or your favorite podcatcher uh, give us a rating and review. Uh, it helps other people find the podcast and uh, helps me out. So otherwise, uh, we're going to put a pin in it here and we'll pick it up hopefully after the roundup. And uh, we'll have some great stuff coming up from the speakers. And uh, also, we're planning on doing some uh, episodes about some unique Alaskan encounters. Hopefully, we'll have some good guests on to talk about their encounters. And um just keep your ears peeled here. Uh, subscribe to us uh, so you get uh, notified every time we drop a new episode. And um, I'll be uh, talking at you later.